I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually his praise shall continually his praise shall continually be in my mouth I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, his praise shall continually, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, again, we say thank you. Thank you for waking us up today in the land of the living. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for food on our tables. Thank you, Father, for clothes on our backs, shoes on our feet, the ability to walk, to talk, to sing, to speak, to move. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all praise we give you all glory father you have been better to us than we deserve we pause reverently father to offer up to you the fruit of our lips which is the sacrifice of praise father we want to say thank you we want to reverence you. We want to honor you. We want to respect you. You alone are God. And besides you, there is none other. Father, we ask again that you forgive us of anything we have said, done, thought, purposed, or planned that was not pleasing in your sight. You have told us in your word that if any of us claim we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Father, we are not claiming we have no sin, but rather we are asking that you forgive us of the sins we know about and the sins that we are not aware of. Father, use these earthly vessels to speak to proclaim your word and your will to this dying generation. 
We trust, Father, that as we yield our members to your Holy Spirit, that you will speak to us, speak through us, and speak for us. That your name, which is above every other name, may be glorified, honored, and praised. Pray for all of your people, Father, in the four corners of the earth, that you continue to encourage, continue to strengthen, continue to enlighten, continue to open blind eyes in the name of Jesus. Unstop deaf ears in the name of Jesus. May your gospel be preached in this whole world that you may send your only begotten son back to claim those who are his. We pray, Heavenly Father, we will be found worthy to go back with him to the eternal kingdom that you have prepared for us since before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. Again, Father, we say thank you. Speak to us, Father. Speak through us. Speak for us. Use these mortal bodies to do, to say your good, pleasing, and perfect will. And Father, as you do these things for us, we will forever give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of our soon coming King, Jesus Christ, God's only Begotten Son, I do greet each of you, Bishop Wakas, in Lahore, Pakistan. God bless you, my brother. Tell the saints in Pakistan that I love them. I hope to see them again very soon. Each of you uh, tuned into the broadcast again. We thank God for your lives. We pray that God's blessings are heavy upon your life. You know, child of God, sometimes I just sit back, you know, and I know that I'm, I may not be the most blessed or the most, but God's blessings are heavy upon my life. And I spend a lot of time just thanking God for being so good to me. Understand this, my brother, understand this, my sister. It's not always a matter of God blessing us more. That's not always the prayer. Sometimes, my brother and my sister, it's a matter of God revealing to us the blessings that he has already given to us. See, there are some people that are extremely blessed, but if God doesn't, allow them to know it. If God does not allow them to see it, they may feel like they're cursed. I know plenty of people like this, blessed on top of blessed, complaining, murmuring, feel like God hasn't done this, feel like God. And it's not that God hasn't done great things in their life or in their marriage, in their ministry, in their finances. 
It's just that he hasn't revealed to them what he has done. So I encourage you, my brother, I encourage you, my sister. It's not always a matter of asking God for more. Because the Bible says whoever loves money never has enough. You can have a billion dollars. If you love money, you still feeling like you don't have enough. But God can can take you and he can take me and just give us a little bit. And multiply it, he can give us a little bit and reveal to us, you know, how uh, how important that little bit is. God, listen, God, God can bless us or God can reveal to us how he has already blessed us. I take the latter. I take the latter because when God begins revealing to you and me the things he has already done, that will stop us in our tracks and make us say, thank you, Lord. Now, what the Lord is flashing in my spirit as I share this with you all, there were 10 lepers, individuals with leprosy. It's like their skin was falling off their bones. Jesus healed all 10. Nine of them just received their healing, went on their way, didn't stop to appreciate God, didn't stop to thank God, didn't come back to say thank you, Jesus. But one of those lepers came back and thanked Jesus. Thanked Jesus for the miraculous healing that he performed. Jesus said, well, weren't 10 of you healed? Where are the nine? Where are the other nine? And, you know, this, this, leper that had been healed. He did not know where the other nine was, but he took the time out to come back and thank the Lord for what he had done in his life. Listen, God is doing great things for everyone, but everyone is not thanking God for what he is doing. God is working miracles every day. God bring the sun up. Can any of us bring the sun up? Can any government, I know the United States is supposed to have one of the most powerful governments in the, in the world. The uh, Russians, the Chinese economy is improved. Can any of these governments, any men bring the sun up? God brings the sun up every day and allows it to shine on you and allows it to shine on me. God is working miracles every day. Some people are looking for miracles, looking for miracles, and God has worked a miracle and is working miracles every single day. In other words, things that men and women can't do on their own. Can can any of our governments make the ocean come just to the edge of the, the land and basically stop? all the gallons of water in the ocean and God bring it right to the edge of the land and stop it. God is keeping planets in orbit. He's keeping uh, the earth sitting in the middle of space. God is constantly working miracles. So it's not a matter always of God doing more, 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 more. It's a matter of us being cognizant and us realizing what God has already done. God just waking you and I up in the morning and allowing us to get up out of the bed is a miracle. If God did not place our human spirits in our mortal bodies, 
one more time, we would have died in our sleep. So there's plenty to thank God for. There's plenty to, to understand and to realize that God has done for you and for me. This is why we give him praise, not just on Sunday. Has God just been good to you on Sunday? Has God just given you food to eat on Sunday? Has God just given you a roof over your head on Sunday? Water to drink on Sunday? No, we give God praise every day. God is worthy from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. I want to encourage you, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister. Give God more. Now, that goes out to all of us. Me, you, the net. Give God more. All of us owe God more. More praise more worship, more obedience. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. It is only the adversary that wants to come into your life and come into my life and convince us to give God less. Whether it's more time, whether it's more energy, whether it's more finances, you know, whether the adversary wants you and I to give God less. Why? Because when we start giving God less, God will have to start giving us less. When we get whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. So if we sow abundantly, whatever it is, time, energy, effort, finances, resources, when we sow abundantly, we reap abundantly. But when we start sowing sparingly, whatever it is, I, I just watch people a lot of time, you know, because when we start sowing sparingly, it's just a matter of time before God will sow or will, will, will give us sparingly. So you say, Apostle, what are you saying? We always want what we offer to God to be on the increase. We always want what we offer to God to be on the increase. Look look at yourself. See, because the adversary is very cunning. The adversary is very slick. He likes to come into men and women's lives and encourage them to do less and then convince them that they're doing more. I've seen this happen many times. That's how he tricks us. You know, we're, we're doing just the opposite of what God wants and the adversary come in and convince us we're doing just what God wants. The scripture talks about how in the last days, men and women would, would kill us as servants of the most high God and think that they are doing God a service. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Don't be deceived. The adversary is working on you, working on me to deceive us. See, this is why we must maintain a close relationship with the spirit of God so that God can reveal the truth to you and to me. Children of God, um, those of you worshiping with us for my apostle Robert Brown pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide headquarters right here in Kinston, North Carolina. 
USA, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. Once again, we thank God for each of you, and uh, we are here, my brother and my sister, to see blessed. You ever wonder why we are here, why we are preaching, why we are teaching every day like this? Because we want to be blessed, but we want to see you blessed. See, and 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 understanding that when we devote ourselves to the apostles' doctrine, like the early saints did in Book of Acts, chapter two, Book of Acts, chapter four, the Bible says is that there was much grace upon them all. Grace is God's unmerited favor. In other words, because the people had positioned themselves up under the apostles' doctrine to learn and to listen and to hear what the Spirit of God had to say and to put it into practice, God released an, an, an extended portion of his grace in their lives. See, now understand this, my brother, understand this, my sister. We want God's grace. We want God's unmerited favor. We want God, his unmerited favor. This means that God will begin to do things for us that we don't even deserve. He'll begin to give things to us that we don't even deserve. We, 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 listen, when we are up under a heavy anointing and a heavy portion of God's grace, Things will be coming to us and we'll be we'll be wondering where in the world did that come from? Understand, my brother and my sister, God reserves the right to bless his children anyhow and anytime he deems necessary. And when we position ourselves, some of you under the sound of my voice right now say, Apostle, why are you here like this every day preaching and teaching? Why? Every time I turn on my, uh, the, there you are, presentation. Why, my brother? Why, my sister? Because I understand that just as the early saints put themselves up under the apostles' doctrine and there was much grace upon their lives, I want much grace upon my life. And I want much grace upon your life. Now, if you don't want it, that's up to you. You just keep on uh scratching and surviving and, you know, going through hardships. But me personally, I learned a long time ago, position yourself up under God's word on a daily basis will cause my creator to release his grace in my life. My prayer for you is that he will also release his grace in your life. But I know that what will cause God, the creator of the universe, to release his grace in our life? Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Another place the scripture says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. You understand those two scriptures together. Without hearing God, you and I cannot please God. Without hearing God, we can't get faith unless we hear God. Without faith, we can't please God. So without hearing God, we cannot please God. 
So positioning yourself and myself just to hear what the spirit of God is saying puts us in a position to now just obey that or just do that and cause God to release his blessings. It's up to you, my brother. It's up to me, my brother. How we want to be blessed, how we are blessed, it's up to us. Some people, they maybe they don't like uh, great blessings from God. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, is that you and I will not only like great blessings from God, but we will do what it takes to receive great blessings from God. Now, the Lord is flashing something in my spirit now. Before I uh, begin morning worship here at the Christian Center Church Worldwide, I have about an hour-long exercise program that I must complete. Weightlifting, training with weights and uh, dumbbells, then uh, uh, a certain amount of walking uh, the, the campus here at the Christian Center. One hour. It takes about one hour, a little bit more than one hour. Every day, this must be done. Now, I know that I like my physical body being fit. You know, I've had over the past four years with the stroke, but I'm even having to 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 work through that. I know that I like my body physically fit. Well, I know that it takes uh, serious work to obtain it. So in order to get the results, which is the physically fit body that I want, I must put in the work, which is not always easy. It's not always pleasant. It's not always nice. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you're sweating. Sometimes you're in pain. But in order to get the result, you say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? So it is when it comes down to the blessings of God. All of us like the blessings of God. But all of us don't like what we have to put in and the work that we have to do oftentimes to receive the blessings of God. So the question becomes, are you and I willing to go through the unpleasantries of what we have to do in the kingdom in order to receive the pleasantries, which is the blessings of God? Oftentimes in this life, my brother and my sister, you and I will have to go through something that we don't like in order to receive something that we do like. We do like the blessings of God. What we don't like, a lot of times fasting or the, the hours on our knees in prayer, but we have to go through oftentimes the things that we don't like to receive the things that we do like, even Jesus. Jesus had to go through the cross in order to open the door so that you and I could be saved. Jesus, the cross was so horrible and the cross was so terrible that when Jesus knew he was about to be hung on the cross, he said, Father, if it is possible, take this cup 
In other words, uh, Father, we can do this thing another way. Let's 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 try that. Let's let's if you if we don't have to do this, let's don't go through this cross. But then Jesus came back and said, Nevertheless, not my will be done, but thy will. God wants you and I to get to the place, my brother or my sister, where we are nevertheless not my will Christians. See, we have a lot of my will Christians. In other words, individuals claim to know the Lord, claim to be saved, claim to be born again, but still operating in their will, what they think, what they believe, what they want to know. God wants you and I to be not my will Christians, but thy will. In other words, it's not about what I want, Lord. I was. It's about what you want, Lord. It's not about what I want to say, Lord. It's about what you want me to say. It's not about where I want to go. It's about where you want me to go. Um, I was communing with the Lord a little bit yesterday. I had some upcoming uh, invitations to some countries. Uh, one pastor, one of our pastors there in Pakistan has about seven churches. He wanted me to come over and share with his people there. Uh, we had one of our young evangelists in Nigeria that's having a big musical program in April. He contacted me, said, Daddy, I want you to come and be a blessing to the people. It's going to be a big musical program. Then we had some of our pastors and ministers in, in Dubai that wanted me to come. And I was like, because travel has is much more stressful now with the corona plague and, and a little more expensive and different things. I was like, oh, Lord, I really don't want to to go. I don't want to be traveling. I said, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord said, go to Pakistan. Encourage my people. And I said, okay. See, understand my brother and my sister. This thing, this walk with God is not about what we want and how we want, what we think and what it's about what God wants. Your question and my question should be on a daily basis. Lord, how do you want to use me today? Lord, what do you want me to say today? Lord, what do you want me to do today? Lord, where do you want me to go today? See, So that you and I can be tools in the master's hand. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. I don't know what country you are in, what nation, what kindred, what tongue. But my prayer for you, my prayer for me is that we will be tools in the master's hand. See, and tools have to basically a tool, need, a good tool needs to lay down its will. You picture you need to use a hammer to drive in a nail. And suppose the hammer was was jumping out of your hand saying, I, I don't want to drive in a nail. I, I don't want to. I don't want a hammer. I don't. You, you'd have to get rid of that hammer. Why? Because that hammer is not submitting itself to your will. What you and I want when we want a hammer to drive in a nail, we want the hammer to accept 
our will as the craftsman. Well, what God wants out of you, what God wants out of me, he wants us to accept his will as the master, to accept his will as the Lord, to accept his will as the as our heavenly father. Now that's a, that's a that's a powerful word, my brother. That's a powerful word, my sister. God is our heavenly father. And what do fathers, good fathers, basically want in the natural obedience out of their sons, obedience out of their daughters. All God wants out of you, all God wants out of me is obedience. Just do, just do, do like, like I'm asking you to do. All God wanted out of Adam. If Adam had been our great ancestor, Adam, if he would have been obedient and did not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, our great ancestor, Adam, would still be here today. Looking good. He would not have aged. The, the woman would still be here. Perfect. Looking good. You know, no death no crying, no pain. Some of you are experiencing poverty that would not have existed. You know, wild animal attacks that would not have existed. See, but because our great ancestor Adam disobeyed God, it brought sin into humanity. God bless you, Bishop Tanvir, another one of our great bishops in Lahore, we are looking forward to seeing when we visit the great country of Pakistan. So sin, my brother, sin, my sister, disobedience to God. If you ever wonder what has brought all of these problems, what, why, what are these problems in my life? What are these problems in my marriage? What are these problems in my church, in my country? Sin. S-I-N. Now, the more you and I work to get the sin out of our lives, the smoother our lives will become with God. Sin is the only problem that God has with us as his prized creation. Sin. Sin is the only problem that God had with Adam. God told Adam, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Well, what does our great ancestor Adam run right out and do basically? He ran out and he ate from the tree which God commanded him not to eat from. And as a result, all of this sin has come into humanity. Fornication came into humanity that day. Lying came into humanity that day. Cheating came into humanity that day. Greed came into humanity that day. Prejudice, racism, sexism, all of these sins came into humanity that day. Well, what does God do? He sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, 
down through 40 and two generations to live, to bleed, to suffer, to die, to raise again from the dead, to ascend back to heaven, sent his precious Holy Spirit so that now men and women, if we will be obedient to him, can walk without this thing called sin. You say, apostle, none of us are perfect. No, that's exactly right. That's because we don't always listen to the spirit of God. If you and I listen to the spirit of God, we would be perfect. We would walk perfectly. But because we don't always listen to the spirit of God, we sometimes sin. So as we are listening, working to listen, working to overcome the lust of the eye in us, the lust of the flesh in us, the pride of life in us, the inordinate affections in us, as we work to listen more to the Holy Spirit, we become better and better Christians. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we listen more and more to the spirit of God. My Lord is bringing in my spirit, my exercise program. The more and more I do my exercise program on a daily basis, the stronger I'm becoming. You know, basically what a stroke does or the kind of stroke I had, it, it took all the strength from the right side of my body. When I had the stroke, I could not move the right side of my body for many months. I was like, I was almost paralyzed. And I, I remember asking the Lord, I said, Lord, am I cursed to have to live like this the rest of my life? Lord said, no, I could not move the right side of my body at all, my brother, at all. My sister, nurses would have to come in and turn me over, come in and give me a bath, come in. And I was like, oh, my gosh, could not walk for months, could not move my right arm, my right leg for months, months. But the Lord said, no, I wasn't going to be cursed to have to live like that the rest of my life. And I took that by faith. And I believed that, you know, they would put me in swimming pools at the rehabilitation center to see if I could do a little movement, couldn't do any movement, but I just took by faith and I held by faith. God said, I was not cursed to have to live like this the rest of my life. Well, children of God, to make a long story short, after so long, the Lord allowed me, I think I moved a finger and I was calling the saints, look, look. And the saints were like, oh, that's good. I'm moving over finger. Then I'm moving a toe. Then I'm moving a, I was, look, 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 watch this. Well, children of God today, you know, God has brought me back to about 80%. You know, I was out a few days ago. Some people saw me at one of the supermarkets. And I was telling them about the stroke and they were saying, ah, Pastor, we, I, we can't even tell. I was like, good. God is God is 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 doing his thing. 
Now, it's not happening overnight, you know, just like our perfection doesn't take place overnight. But little bit by little bit, God is bringing me back in the natural. I want to encourage you, child of God, your walk with God will be much the same. God will cause you and I to grow closer to him little bit by little bit. Little bit here and a little bit there. So I want to encourage you, child of God. Don't don't be discouraged. You know, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Uh, the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Don't focus in on your affliction. See, just like I can't focus in on the stroke, I'm focusing in on the healing that God is bringing. I want to encourage you, don't focus in on your affliction, whatever it may be, poverty, sickness, disease, broken heart, loss of finance. Don't focus in on your affliction. Focus in on God's deliverance. God has promised to deliver you, child of God. God has promised to deliver me. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Some of you crying and upset because you're experiencing many afflictions. That just proves that you are righteous. Not perfect. Righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But, thank God today. But the Lord delivers him. Not your government, not your president, not your Congress, not your husband, not your wife. The Lord is our deliverer from them all. Thank God. We thank God today. Uh, children of God, if you would, turn with me briefly to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 with a special focus on verse 9. Joshua chapter 1, special focus on verse 9. God speaks to Joshua and says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We're going to work and use it as a topic today. Be strong, courageous. Be strong and courageous. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, and our Redeemer. Once again, Father, we want to thank you for who you are, what you're doing, what you have done, what you're going to do. Father, we have not been perfect sons and daughters but you have been a perfect father. We thank you. We're asking, Father, that you do not hold our 
sins and our iniquities against us. But we pray, Father, that you will deliver us from our own selves, our own lusts of the flesh, our own lust of the eye, our own pride of life. We humbly ask, Father, that you continue leading us and guiding us to the place you have prepared for us. Speak to us, Father, speak through us and speak for us that your name gain all glory, all honor, and all praise. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we pray that God's people say amen. Amen and amen. Be strong and courageous. As we look at the book of Joshua, chapter one, we see that Joshua, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, took up the mantle to lead God's people. The Lord is placing a lot of things in my spirit in regards to this this um, account is always very meaningful to me as I remember our bishop preached when my grandfather passed away. The topic of the sermon was for every Moses, there is a Joshua. My grandfather was a leader in the church that we attended some 40 years ago. And when he passed away, uh, the bishop preached the sermon for every Moses. In other words, for every great leader, there is a Joshua. In other words, God has someone to take over the work. Moses has died, and now Joshua is being inserted. Now, Joshua was a man that served Moses very well. And I've shared with you all a number of times, in order to be a good leader, you and I have to be good followers. See, we can't be a good leader of God's people if we haven't been a good follower to God's servant. Cannot do it. We, we're not uh, trying to be like Korah, Dathan, Abiran, and on. These were rebels. See, sometimes you have people that are rebels that want to try and lead God, God's people. That does not bode or turn out well. In order to be a good leader of God's people, you and I have to be good followers of God's people. Joshua was a good follower. He was a 
good servant of Moses. And when the time came, his good following of Moses was rewarded with his being to lead God's people. So I want to encourage you, my brother or my sister, I don't know who you are and where you are. Look at how you're following. Look at how you are following the one that God has placed you up under, because that will determine whether you are fit to lead. If you are not a good follower, you won't be a good leader. If you are not a good student, you will not be a good teacher. If you are not a good servant, you will not be a good master. So we want to be good servants so that God can elevate us to the leadership mantle. Joshua, he was a good servant. And after the death of Moses, Moses too was a servant. Moses was a good servant. God blessed Moses being a good servant to him with Joshua, who was a good servant to Moses. See, Joshua was a good servant. And God elevated him to the leadership mantle. May you and I be good servants that God may elevate us to the leadership mantle. In verse seven, God instructed Joshua again. He said, be strong and very courageous. Now, the Lord is dealing with me two very important aspects of good leadership, being strong and being very courageous. Any leader that fails in either one of these categories is failing as a leader. Leaders need to be strong. Leaders need to be courageous. And the most important aspect of leadership. Now, those are two very important aspects the Lord has in my spirit. But the most important aspect of leadership you will find in the remainder of verse seven. God said, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Now, what Moses gave the people was the law that God had given to him. So we have three characteristics. Some of you say, ah, apostle, how do you be, how is one a good leader? Some of you are going to seminars and going to classes and, and to, to find out leadership skills. And God is telling us right here in his word, how to be a good leader, be strong, be courageous, be obedient to God's word, be strong, be courageous, and be obedient to God's word. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to. Whether you're a pastor, elder, overseer, you know, mother, deacon, saint, friend, be strong, be courageous, be obedient to 
the word of God. Either one of those three that you and I are not operating in, it damages our leadership abilities. So I want to encourage you, child of God, just, just keep those three in mind. Be strong, courageous, be obedient. To be all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Don't turn to the right. Don't turn to the left. See, some of you get twisted up by the adversary. I've seen it. There's children of God twisted up. Now they turning right instead of going straight. Children of God twisted up. Now they're going left instead of going straight on and stay straight with God's word. What will that do? What will the these three attributes bring in our lives. Look at the Bible. The Bible says that you may be successful wherever you go. See, when we are strong, when we are courageous, when we are obedient to the law of God, God will bless us with the success wherever we go. Verse eight says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Understand, my brother, understand, my sister, the challenge for us is to try to do everything God has said. That, that's the challenge. Now, none of us are there. Even the apostle Paul admitted, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already been made perfect. Paul said, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of me. God wants you and I to be careful, strive to do everything written in God's word. Then you prosperous and successful. Look at verse nine. God says, have I not commanded you? In other words, God said, you do recognize that I'm talking to you, that I'm the one telling you this. See, see, I've gotten to a place now in my life where I've noticed that if people don't want to listen to God, no way they're going to listen to me. And I'm telling them what God say. When I see people don't want to listen to God anymore, I know they don't want to listen to me anymore. But my encouragement to you is that you will want to listen to God as he speaks through his apostle, through his prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We don't want to get to a place where we don't want to listen to God anymore. We want to get to a place where we are, where we want to listen to God even more. Look at what he said. Don't be afraid. The Lord your God will be with you wherever have I got have I not commanded you be strong and courageous so understand my brother understand my my sister being strong and being courageous is not a suggestion it's not an ad admonition it's a command as children of God, we are commanded. Listen to what God says in verse 9. Have I not commanded you? God said, I didn't ask. I'm not suggesting. 
I'm not saying if you get around to it, if you have some free time, have I not commanded you? We are commanded to be strong. We are commanded to be courageous. We are commanded not to be afraid. We are commanded not to be discouraged. We are commanded for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. My brother, I encourage you, my sister, remember that God is with you. God is is inside of you. God is inside of me. As children of the Most High God, God is inside of me. How you treat me, that's how you treat God. How I treat you, that's how I treat God. God is inside of you. God is inside of me. Being strong and being courageous is not just uh, something that is nice to do. And that is not something that is just for God's apostles or just for God's prophets. This is a command to God's people. As people of God, we are supposed to be strong. As people of God, we are supposed to be courageous. As people of God, we are supposed to be obedient. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. God wants you and I to be strong, to be courageous. Look at what the Bible says in verse 9. God asked the question, have I not commanded you? God said, didn't I tell you to do this? So not being strong, not being courageous. God said, that's a sin, Robert. I'm like, Lord, look at God said, it's a sin. You afraid, you timid, you weak. God said, that's a sin. One of the things that I did not like when this, when this stroke hit me, I could not exercise. I could not work out and my body was getting weak and I didn't, I didn't like it. You know, I didn't like it. You know, I like being strong physically and I like being strong spiritually. God wants us to be strong. Strong physically and strong spiritually. Apostle, how how do you know God likes for us to be strong physically? Understand these nations of Israel. These people were walking in the desert, in the wilderness for a number of years. They would travel up something like 10, 11 miles a day walking with all their goods, with all, these people were some strong, these people were slaves for 400 and some years. These were not weaklings. One of the reasons why African-Americans in the United States are doing very well in basketball and doing very well in football, our ancestors were slaves for 400 some plus years in this country, worked hard every day. So why then, why would it surprise you that we're able to run faster and jump higher and, and go run longer than, than many other races? Our ancestors, 
these people here that God is talking to, they had been slaves for 400 plus years. They wandered around in the desert for 40 plus years. And God said, be strong. They, they know about being strong and courageous. Now, God says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. God is still talking to us today. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're from. I don't know what's going on in your life. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. A little hardship coming out of life and we get discouraged. God is saying, what is that all about? Is the hardship bigger than me? No. Is the hardship more part of, more powerful than me? No. Is the hardship more? No. I don't know what you are facing, child of God, what you are going through, but it is not bigger than the God that is inside of you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Watch this. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. Wherever we go, God is with us. This is why I tell pastors around the world, don't be praying and asking for God, God's presence. If we are there as children of God, God is there. God is there because he's inside of me. He's inside of you. We're not praying for his presence, but rather we are praying for his presence to manifest. We are praying that we will be obedient to his presence. Because if we are there as children of God and God is with us, wherever we go, God is there. God is inside of you. God is inside of me. Listen to him. Listen to him. Mistake that many of us make. We're looking for God here, looking for God there. And God said, God, God said, I'm inside of you, Robert. I'm in your heart. Dude, the Bible says in Corinthians, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you receive from God? You are not your own. Therefore, honor God with your body. God is inside of you, child of God. God is inside of me. Be strong. There's nothing weak. There's nothing fearful about God. There should be nothing weak, nothing fearful about us. Be strong. Be courageous. That's the command. Our creator is commanding us. So not to do it is disobedience to his command. Not being strong, not being courageous is a sin. Not being strong, not being courageous is a sin, save the Lord. If it's a command to be strong and courageous and we are choosing not to be strong and courageous, then God says you have chosen to sin. Don't be afraid. 
Don't be discouraged. God is with you. God is with me. And he's trying to help us. If we'll listen, God is trying to tell us what to do and how to do and where to go. I, I tell you, I was I was like, oh, I didn't know if I wanted to go to Pakistan. I didn't know if I wanted to go to Nigeria. I, Lord, I said, go to Pakistan. Go. I'm still in prayer whether he wants me to go to Nigeria. And, but I, I know he said, go to Pakistan. The Lord is with us. Well, children of God, that's the message for today. We pray you have been blessed at the preaching and the teaching of God's word. Uh, we thank God for everything that he has shared with us today. Uh, we pray that you have been encouraged, uplifted, edified, and strengthened that God's good, pleasing, and perfect will may be done in each of our lives. This is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters here in Kenston, North Carolina, USA, signing out. <laughs>